This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dojo Live. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. I'm Tulia Sergusa broadcasting from Southern California. Joining me is Kim Lantis in Hermosillo, Mexico. Hey Kim, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I just love our new intro music. It just gets me in a really good mood. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. It's a little loud though for me. I think I had to turn it down and then I had to turn it up. It was. That, it was I like think. you were suddenly inside <laughs> of a club and you're going like this. But uh, anyway, welcome everyone. We have our awesome guest today who is Tyler Baldwin, CEO at Really, And we're going to be talking about everything real estate today and technology and we'll see what we can unpack. Uh, but before we do that, let's get to know Tyler a little bit. If you could be so kind to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. And again, welcome to the show. Welcome to Dojo Live. Thank you. Uh, great to chat with you and good afternoon, everyone. So my name is Tyler Baldwin. I'm the CEO of Really, And I've been here at uh, Really for three years. Uh, I started my career uh, 20 years ago in management consulting. I was in, and I've been in high tech basically for my entire career. I started off with a company uh, called Monitor and then went to business school and then joined McKinsey and Company, was, uh, was consulting Fortune 500 companies on high tech growth uh, strategy essentially. And then joined a few companies. I joined LinkedIn in early days, right when they went public and helped launch a couple of business lines. I uh, spent some time at Pinterest and then found my way to really three years ago and uh, kind of a career shift uh, was focused again on mostly on high tech companies and came into a, what I would say is a pretty old and antiquated industry uh, with the goal of helping trying to transform this industry through technology. And uh, that's obviously something I'd love to talk about today. Great. Thanks for being with us. Uh, so tell us a little bit about really what is the company all about? Great. Uh, so uh, very simply, we are a one-stop shop for homeowners to buy and sell and finance their home. And what that means is we've vertically integrated all elements of the buying and selling process all under one roof. So we have a mortgage, uh, a mortgage bank, a title company, an escrow company, a property buying business, internal marketing, uh, internal like lead generation, like listing coordination, transaction coordination, essentially anything you would need to do to buy, sell, or finance a home is in-house. We also have uh, consumer products that we've built um, that leverage uh, institutional financing and all sort uh, and technology to essentially uh, take the stress out of buying a home. Our mission is to delight, delight the homeowner at every stage of their lives. And our approach is essentially just to streamline the process to make it as simple, um, affordable, and stress-free for every single consumer who, work, who works with Really. Okay. Uh, let's see what we can learn. Uh, let's uh, go into the topic today. And uh, Kim, if you don't mind, please kick that off. 
Yes, of course. Thank you to Leo and thank you, Tyler, for being here today. So, Tyler, the topic as chosen by you is building a one-stop shop for real estate. And why? It's because 65% of all buyers have a home to sell at the same time. So how can this process of simultaneously buying and selling a home be simplified into a one-stop shop? So you are, you know, you might on the face of it be a real estate company, but the reality is you're a tech company, right? <laughs> it, it, exactly. Te tech is the, the backbone of what we do. It's like the, it's the basis of what we're trying to do. So let me, uh, let me explain a little bit about the consumer problem that we're trying to solve, which will then give insight into how we leverage technology to solve that problem. Perfect, please. So as, as you mentioned, 65% of buyers have a home to sell at the same time. So, I mean, this isn't surprising. Most people are second time home buyers. Um, and it's important to understand that when people are buying, um, buying a home, that the second timers, they're selling and financing at the same time. Um, and this process, it's not just one transaction, it's actually, three transactions, there are 200 and literally 215 steps across all three of these transactions. A typical consumer will interact with 20 different people from 10 different vendors. So the buying agent, the selling agent, title, mortgage, escrow, home insurance, home warranty, inspections. And I, I know I'm forgetting a few, but it, it's literally like this, and that process takes, on average, mm. six months from start yeah, to yeah. finish. And the challenge is, like, I'm just trying to move. I like there's some life event that happened. My, I, we have a new baby, and we need to. We want a little bit more space, or now we have more kids, or we need a school district, or grandma needs to downsize. What, whatever the life event is, and I'm just trying to move from point A to point B. But we, as an industry, have not made it as easy because it's so fragmented across all of these different vendors and the process is kind of opposite of what you want to do. Most people want to move first. They don't want to, uh, and, and if you were independently wealthy, you just go buy your new house and then you figure out how to sell your old house. But most people can't do that. You need the equity in your existing home mm -hmm. to buy the new home. Um, so there's a lot of challenges and that coupled with in this market, and it used to be only a California thing where you hear about all these multiple offers, but now that's everywhere. That's in Wyoming, as we were discussing yeah. before, or other places where the, uh, the majority of homes in the United States now are multiple offer. And if you don't have cash, it's hard to win. So what we're trying to do is solve all these problems, leveraging a combination of trusted experts because it's still an emotional process. Most people still need that advice. Um, they, they need that therapy. It's, a, it's an emotional process. Um, they also need financing. How do you actually bridge from one home to the next? And then most, and, and just as important, technology. How do you actually leverage technology to make that process seamless? Those 215 steps, how do we automate away half of those steps or at least make it easy and, and, and create visibility throughout that process. So really that's what our mission is, is to try to make that, that process of buying and selling at the same time um, very, very simple for, for the average consumer. So I'm curious, uh, you know, one could argue, plain devil's advocate here, one could argue, well, that's the realtor's job, right? Isn't that their job to help you through that whole process? So how does this 
help the consumer? How does it come into the picture? Does it eliminate the need for the realtor? Does it enhance what they do? Can you just maybe paint the picture of what changes uh, for the consumer who's buying and selling a home using this platform? Yeah, so, so it's a great question. So we're absolutely not trying to eliminate the, the realtor. There, There's absolutely a value for this. In some ways, we're trying to superpower the realtor as well as give them tools that they can never. So for instance, if you were trying to move from well, Orange County up to, to, to Danville, where I am, and you asked your realtor, hey, can you help me? I need to sell my house first. Can I borrow a, a one and a half million dollars? I'm pretty sure they're not gonna say, <laughs> like, sure, here you go. So part of like what we're providing is like this bridge financing to help do that. Um, mm. But also like once you're in the transaction, let's say we can provide that. One of the challenges is even the realtor is experiencing a fragmented experience. They have no idea what is going on with title, with escrow, with the loan officer. So for instance, if you were, um, you're, you're buying, I'm your realtor and you come to me and say, um, we, we got the offer accepted and we're supposed to close the loan um, in three weeks before you can move in. And you say, hey, what's the status of my loan? And my, my, like the typical response uh, of an agent, it would be, I don't know. Go talk to your loan officer. Because how do they even know? It's, this is a company, this, I, I work for uh, um, brokerage XYZ and then the loan officer is what, whatever, it's, it's a rocket mortgage. They have no idea. So for us, this is where technology and the unification of all of these companies, these entities come into play. All of our, um, all of our teams are on the same platform. So our loan officer and our agents leverage the same CRM and our agent could look into and see, okay, hey, where's the status of the loan? Oh, it's, it was just, the loan was just locked or it was just submitted to underwriting or whatever it is. And here's the next step. And you, you can tell the client, hey, here's where it is. Here's, here's the next thing. And sometimes they're not equipped to actually answer the question because it's a loans, it's very loan specific or escrow specific to say, okay, now you need to go talk to XYZ person and let me get them on the phone right now. So the fact that we're all on the same, under the same roof on the same platform, it provides that 360 degree visibility that enables our agents to do things that they could not do if they did not, if they were not, if everything wasn't in house. So that's just a massive advantage that we can provide that clarity that transparency in the process, which is lacking. That's one of the most ch challenging things about home buying is the, essentially what happens is the consumer has to serve as the quarterback because mm. they're the ones stitching together, especially by the way, when you add those three transactions, usually when right. you're buying, selling and financing, the, the agent, I'm moving from A to Z. It could be a different agent where, where you're moving to. So like the, the consumer is having to quarterback the whole process. So that our, our solution, enables us to kind of take that on and provide way better consumer um, support. Now, when buying and selling at the same time, I mean, there's two consumers involved, right? There's the person who's selling their home and buying the home. And there's this person incoming to the house that is going to potentially finance the new home. I've seen, I saw my neighbor recently last year, they sold their home. And they weren't out of here for like four or five months. And I was thinking, why is it taking so long? It took them that long to find a new home. So it was like, wow, the buyer had to wait five months after the transaction was completed to be able to move into their new home. So how do you, how does that come into play in terms of the transparency? Does it, does it extend to all the 
people involved or just the customer of the platform? No, it's a great, a great question. I mean, c currently, our the, the most transparency is for our our customers. So, if our customer is selling a house, the new buyer of that home, if they're not working with a really agent, it's they're not going to necessarily have that same type of uh, visibility, that transparency. Now, uh, in the future, uh, we would love to be able to support like all all constituents in the transaction. Uh, and that could be uh, part of our technology roadmap. But right now we're primarily focused on our customers. Got it. That'd be kind of cool. Like everybody can see what's going on, right? So all the stress of everybody can kind of just have that visit. I mean, it's all about visibility, right? When you don't know, it makes you stressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What I'm imagining with what you're describing with visibility and sort of this networking, you just mentioned a really agent. So I guess there's really financiers and whatever that else might be. How do people come into your business wise, come into your community to work with with your clients? Is this just by are you doing the vetting? Is this by invitation? Is how how, how are you creating this community? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have two primary sources for getting acquiring customers number one is we have a marketing team um, very sophisticated marketing team that does facebook google bing ads acquires customers uh or the digital advertising people click on something it goes into our uh, we have an internal inside sales team who vets the leads and then once we find found out hey this person is interested in our product they have an intent to buy or sell move refinance in the next but let's say 60 to 90 days, then we hand that off to an agent who can then take them through the process. We also have agents who are out in the community. We have hundreds of agents who are out building relationships. And as they are uh, finding people who, hey, you need to buy and sell at the same time and you need your equity to go from point A to point B. Okay, great. Well, we have these products that can support you. And then those agents will bring them internally and uh, get, and then we'd go through an approval process. So they'd hand them off, for, for example, to our loans team, who then would go qualify that person to make sure uh, before uh, we buy a home on your behalf, like we actually, you can actually buy it back from us. Interesting. And, and is that what you're talking about when it came to bridge financing? I, you know, as it is right now, you you have to sell your home in order for them to complete the transaction for the new purchase. So are you suggesting that using the platform, the consumer can actually finalize the acquisition before the house is sold through this sort of bridge financing? How does that work? Can you yeah. uh, elaborate yeah, so a little let me, bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, so let me, uh, so, so that, that person, the, the typical buyer who's trying to buy and sell at the exact same, uh, same time and they need the equity to, to, so currently their options are not very, they don't have very, very good options. Number one, they could try to buy and do a contingent offer where it's, hey, I'm going to buy this new home and you tell the buyer or the seller of your new home, hey, I'll buy your home once I sell my old home and that it clears escrow. In a market like this, that offer is dead on arrival. If I get 10 offers and one of them is, oh yeah, like we, I have to sell my house first and I'll get the money in 60 to 90 days maybe if, that, if your old home sells. So that's just, that's just not even an option, essentially. You could also mm -hmm. sell your house and move into temporary, uh, some temporary situation, your mother-in-law's basement, who knows? There's all these different uh, places, uh, but move yourself into storage, 
Um, you could try to get a bridge loan. Bridge loans are very expensive, um, 10 to 12% sometimes. Most, and a lot of people don't qualify. They can't cover two, two payments at the same time. So our situation is different. So since we have an internal mortgage team in-house, we also have debt financing from Wall Street, hundreds of millions of dollars to actually buy and sell homes. The way we do it is you come to us and say, hey, I want to, um, I have this existing house and I want to move to this new one. So we, our, our loans team will come assess your credit worthiness based on your assets, your income, and the equity in your existing home. How much, what is your purchase power? How much you, you can afford? So we say, we'll, we'll say, okay, all right, we, you can afford based on all of those things, $1.1 million, which would be a starter home <laughs> if you're lucky, in, 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 at least in the Bay Area. So we, uh, we would then all go- All California. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we, we then say, okay, you, your purchase power is $1.1 million. You go find the house that you want. So then you go and find the house with your agent and say, okay, here's the house and, I can, and, and we'll make an offer. We'll, do, we'll, we'll put in this offer. So really we'll then come in and say, okay, we're gonna buy the home on your behalf. We will front the, the money, all $1.1 million. And we pay in cash and can close it on average between like five to 10 days. So first and foremost, and, and so your likelihood of winning that home is much mm -hmm. higher now than if you were doing your own finance offer. Because number one, we're coming in all cash, which is a much stronger offer. And we come in faster. So these cash offers on average close at 209% higher or win at 200% non higher um, compared to a, a traditional finance offer. So we're already helping you win your dream home. So you move out of your old home into your new home and you start, you live in there and you start renting it from us. But you don't have to pay rent now, you pay it later after you. Um, so, so you move out of your old home, we prep your home, get it ready, and we sell it for you but we're acting as the listing agent to sell it. And we will, and typically when a home is, is staged and it's unoccupied, it sells for one to 5% higher than list price. So we're getting premium value for your old home, your asset. Once that home closes escrow and that equity that was trapped, let's say whatever, the $500,000 that you needed for the down payment on the first one, once it's unlocked, then, the home where you're already living in, you buy it back from us. And you can leverage a really loans team, a really escrow team, our title team to make this a very seamless process. So it's a wow. and, and so it's so it's just a it's basically flipping the home buying process on its head and moving in the order in that you want to move. And like you're not rushed, like when you're closing the new house, you're not worried about like the days that if it slips one day because you're already living in the house. <laughs> So I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where it's like, I've got to close tomorrow because the moving truck is coming on Saturday. And it's like, right. So like you don't have that same Too much type stress. of experience. So it just it's completely a lot of changes the stress uh, or eliminates like a, a lot of the stress of this transaction. But I mean, I love that it also gives you better buying power. I mean, how there's a lot of consumers who end up losing out to investors who purchase right. homes, uh, builders who purchase home would then flip them and they they do all cash transactions it's very difficult to compete with that so basically if you use really what i'm hearing is to buy a new home and you want to sell your home you guys will basically act like that investor or like that builder who could buy the house cash move into it 
and then once the transaction's completed on the sale of the house, you then you then the consumer buy the house from really. Mm-hmm. So you're fronting the whole process for the consumer to get into their their new dream home without the stresses of having to coordinate all these different things to happen all at the same time. I mean, why would anyone not do it this way? What, what's the holdback for people? Yeah, doing sounds this? too good to be true, Tyler. What's the small print? So, honestly, the small print is most people just don't know. They really just, mm-hmm. this is a new product. It's a new product category. Like we, we launched these services about two years ago and we've been investing to educate the market. But it's tough because on average, the, 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 tip, the average home buyer only buys a home every eight to 10 years. So it's not like you're just going through these transactions all the time. It's, it takes time for us to educate the market, educate the consumer mm-hmm. that there is a better way of buying and selling a home. And okay. once people find out about this, I mean, I, a few years, and part of actually why I joined really is when I was going through my home buying experience and buying and selling, I had a crazy stressful experience. And uh, it's, we, we did a red back and that's maybe kind of what you're referring to. Like I bought, a, um, we sold our own, our old home and did a rent back for 60 days. So mm-hmm. in 60 days, I actually, the clock was ticking. I had to find a house, get an offer, get it accepted, go through the, like the mortgage and get and close to, so I could ske- schedule that. Otherwise I'm going to have to get out and like move all of my stuff in the storage. So the house I'm currently in, I actually believe I overpaid by about four or 5% because I had one week left in my window <laughs> to actually close the house. So it was like, we were, we're touring. Nothing like houses. having the gotcha feeling going on. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was crazy. So like, so the ability <laughs> to, um, apply like new forms of financing as well as like this technology um, to provide the transparency, the whole process is just fundamentally changing the experience. So, so yes, it, it, it's not too good to be true. It just help us get the word out. And that's part of yeah, the reason yeah. why I'm here. <laughs> cool. So let's take it back to the technology. How is the tech actively playing a role? Like what, what are you utilizing? What does your platform look like? What's the tech like? Yeah. So um, it's a, it's a great question. And I think there's, let me start with like the, the base layer and then how, how do we work up? So, so ultimately one thing that we're like the value of what we provide is that integration of everything, that one-stop shop. Um, there are, if you go to certain places, like for instance, Zillow or Redfin, they're best in class discovery. Nobody's going to beat them in discovery. They've spent 15 years building a, an amazing discovery engine to find the home. But once you get into a transaction, um, it's like you get in a time machine and go 30 years backwards and you're basically going through the same, same like archaic paper-based fragmented approach with <laughs> most of the industry. So for us, the way we're trying to do this is make that transaction more seamless and it starts by creating that single view of the customer. So we have a customer data platform, uh, which is built on segment, which captures across all elements of the journey, from when we capture you as a lead, to filling out your loan application, to interacting with an agent, to working with our escrow team. We're capturing all these like transactions, all, all these different data points on the transaction and, and where and how you are interacting with us, which gives us that 360 degree view of the customer. And then we, on top of that, we, so our segment is integrated with best in class platform tools for each, uh, each person in that process. So as an example, there's a tool called 
Encompass. And Encompass is a, a best-in-class tool for loan officers and professors. We don't want to reinvent how to like process a loan. Um, so, uh, or, or we use for our agents a platform called KB Core, which uh, enables them to nurture their prospects and, and whatnot. Uh, or Qualia for escrow. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you manage the escrow process? So all of these have open APIs. They integrate into uh, into Segment and Salesforce to provide that 360 review of the customer. So going back to my example previously, if you're an agent and your uh, customer says, hey, what's the status of the loan? In the old world, the traditional world, they say, I don't know, I'll go talk to your loan officer. Well, here they can actually look into their CRM and say, what's the status of the loan? Oh, it was just submitted to underwriting yesterday. And you should hear back on the approval in, in, in 24 hours. So that, and that's instantaneous. We can give that to you automatically. And that's just something that historically is available. So that's one example. I'm happy to give more examples. No, no, it's super smart. It's super smart of not looking at your business model and finding what's going to work for you to solve the problem that you're wanting to solve without having to start at zero. I love it. Very smart. Great. Uh, so much we've learned so far. What an amazing uh, solution you've created. I mean, this is something that's not only needed, but it gives you a competitive advantage as a consumer. Uh, it's like anyone who's who's looking to sell their home and buy a new home. You got to check out really. I mean, it just makes sense. Uh, <laughs> honestly, from what we're learning so far. Uh, let's talk about a little bit as we're, we're coming up on time. Let's talk a little bit about the company itself. The day in the life at really, what's that like? You know, of course, you're looking for new clients and more agents and more brokers, et cetera. But uh, what makes it all work is great employees. And why would people want to be part of the organization? What's interesting about really that uh, that you're very proud of that you'd like to share to those who might be listening who are like, I don't want to go work for those guys. Sure. No, thanks for that question. So, so ultimately, I would say we're a mission-driven company. And that's the foundation upon which we built our company. Ultimately, like, buy, like, I've been fortunate to be able to buy a home. And not every single person has been able to do that. Um, so one of our, our mission is, to, is really consumer focused, as I mentioned earlier, is to, to uh, delight the homeowner at every stage of their life, to help people win their dream home. To, like, that's, a, that's, an, that's the American dream. So how do we help? In, so we have people who are coming to our company who are passionate about that mission. We also have very strong values. We, the way in which we operate um, and make decisions. And that's something that we live by. Every single day when we make a decision, we, we reference one of those values. So we, uh, people come here, they're aligned with, our, what, like with what our overall company objective is, and also aligned on how we make decisions and all ultimately leading back to making this a better consumer experience. So we have a very family-friendly culture. It's a high-performance culture, but it's also a family-friendly culture. Uh, and it just, it's probably one of the things I'm most proud of is just uh, going over the last several years, uh, going through the, the trials and tribulations of, of COVID and just like the craziness of that. We've been able to like, ha- ha- build a, a fantastic team where people just have the sense of belonging and a sense of purpose. That's amazing. So this journey, you've, you went from the big consulting firm, you had a few 
tour of duties and some up and coming technology companies. How would you compare those with starting or, or being in a, in a disruptive organization or a company like this? What's anything that that's different that you want to highlight that perhaps lessons learned that you could share with some others who are watching who, you know, might be on the fence about making that kind of transition going from a consultant to a practitioner to actually building a business and managing a business. Any thoughts, any words of wisdom? No, that's, it's a great question. And Hey, how long do we have? I could speak for that about an hour for hours, but (laughs) about a minute. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, ultimately I think it's about impact and that like, so starting at a consulting firm, I, I worked with fortune 10 companies on their growth strategy. But ultimately, which was fascinating, great ex- experience for me and also helpful for them. But as a personal, as a practitioner, you create a, a, a slide presentation, you'd hand it off and then come back six to 12 months later and say, hey, how'd it go? Um, and <laughs> uh, for me, like I, I wanted to see the impact. So then you go into a bigger company and you can start to have impact in a bigger company and like from going from consulting to a bigger company. Um, but still, it's hard to move a, a big ship. As an example, I worked... Uh, after LinkedIn was acquired by Microsoft, I was working in a startup within LinkedIn and, uh, or a brand new business line. If that business line had 10x the revenue in, um, in, in the year over our plan, I don't think we would have moved Microsoft's stock price by one penny. <laughs> Just because Microsoft is this multi, multi-billion dollar company and I was in a startup within LinkedIn. And it did, so, so then ultimately going to a smaller company, like I feel like what I do can have in, like impact on overall um, the, the overall trajectory of the company. So not to say it's not like wherever you are in that journey, it's not, it's, it's, um, it, it's great. It just, it, it's the smaller you go. My belief is like the more impact you can have on the overall trajectory of the company. I agree. That resonates a lot. Well, uh, Tyler, it's been great to have you as our guest. Uh, we wish you a lot of success. We'll definitely have to keep up to see how you're progressing along. And uh, just stay with us as we go off the air in just a minute. Uh, Kim, what do we got coming up for the rest of the week? We have one more show tomorrow, I think. We sure do. One more show. Um, that will be tomorrow with Lawrence Cook, who is the founder and CEO at nano pay the topic for tomorrow's show is new customers a fierce competition between large and small banks so kind of in line with how tyler left us off today <laughs> all right cool so don't miss it tomorrow dojo live 12 o'clock pacific thank you tyler thank you to Leo. see you soon guys Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.